And then the people who do have the shit without the self-respect, including people who win the lottery, always lose it. You will always fucking lose what you don't identify with. Always. It will always slip through your fingers. It will always leave. So for example, if you think that you're... Listen, man, it's not about reaching for the stars and producing miracles. It's about the fact that when your boss talked to you like shit the other day and you didn't say anything back in any way, shape, or form, that you fucked up, it's, it's like exponentially making your life worse. Exponential. It goes downhill faster than you can track how fast it's going downhill. So you have to suppress it. Now listen, when you do these practices, you'll start to unsuppress a lot of things. That's completely fine. It is your responsibility in your life. Just because you weren't aware of yourself before doesn't mean that you can ignore the responsibility of who you are now. And who you know yourself to be. Develop this deep self-respect. Go out into life and see if it doesn't help you more than self-help gurus, money courses, all of that extra shit, including direct classes on specified knowledge. See if this doesn't transcend every last one of those things. Why do you think know thyself is in a book and not know thy trade? Why do you think know thyself is before know how much money to make? Why do you think know thyself is above all these things? I've never met a man who doesn't know himself and has no self-respect and a position of power and authority and in a community of people who respect him. So... Do you want to purchase the shorthanded illusion that you always lose? Or do you want the truth and you want self-respect? Go out and practice that. So it's a rainy day. It feels beautiful out. It's not rain, man. Check it out, y'all. I'm going to go on a little rant about self-image and self-respect. What I, what I had to learn growing up. What I had to learn, chase my own life path. And this revolves around a concept that Frederick Dodson, author of Levels of Energy, I heard him in an interview talking about self-identity and the way that we view ourselves. And he has a practice, wrap it up, make it short. He has a practice where you look at the way that you see yourself and all the good, all the bad, and then you change to the way that you'd like to see yourself. <clears throat> and this practice interested me because it clearly breaks down the idea that you can change your self-image and your self-image changes your behaviors. I remember going through this in sales. That's why this caught my attention so much. This is why. When I started doing sales... I walked around door to door and tried to get people to, you know, purchase whatever product that I was with at the time, and nobody would buy from me. People would slam the door, or I'd talk to people and they just wouldn't like me, or etc. 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 I tried every trick in the book to close the sale. But later on in my life, still doing sales, going as hard as I could, I wanted to crack this code. I thought, how do I see myself? And how do other people see myself? 
And then that translated on to people that look great and make sales. How do they get that frame? How do they create and keep that frame? And in short, it all boils down to this. The way that you see yourself and then the way that you project the way that you see yourself is how the world will interact with you. Here's what I mean. If you're some young nerdy boy trying to talk to girls and you're like, what do I say to this girl? What do I say to get her? You have to come to terms with your self-image. Your self-image is that she's above you, you're below her, and that you need something to offer her so that you get what you want. As if you are not a good enough offering. And I realized after hanging out and studying people, hanging out with and studying people, that the most successful people who are great at delegating see themselves as successful delegators. Why is that not common sense? Well, I think the more interesting conversation would be why that isn't common sense, but that's a conversation for another time. Because that is not common sense, and it is hindering people to believe that it is common sense. You don't just have a self-image. That could happen through childhood, whatever. You have to actively work on that self-image and that self-connection. What do I mean? I realized growing up that I was bad at harnessing respect from other people. What this means in short is I was bad at having respect for my own self. So I would walk up to a place and say, oh man, just smile. This person's going to say something negative to you. This person's going to be a dick. And I'd have these thoughts running through my head. But why would they be a dick to me? Because my self-perception was that I'm the person people are a dick to. My self-perception is I'm the person that people disrespect. And they could see it in my eyes. And they could feel it and they responded to it as such. There's no mercy in human behavior. There is no mercy. If somebody sees you as weak, there is no mercy that will stand in the way of their natural instinctual response to treat you as such. And I had this idea that I could use pity to get through everything that happened to me. That when the person wouldn't buy the product that I was pushing, that I had to look them deeply in the eyes and be very sad and they would maybe they would maybe override whatever human nature was going on that I didn't understand. And it didn't do that at all. It made it worse. The more that I fed into the self-image of a, a, a weak beggar on the street begging people for sales, the more that people seen me and responded to me as a weak beggar on the street begging for sales. So I got emotional leverage. I broke over my fears of having a self-image. When you create a better self-image, these are the thoughts that run through your head. What are people going to think of the new me? Are people going to say I changed? Are people going to say that I'm fake? Are people going to shit on me and say, well, you used to act like this. When you act like this, you're different now. You're acting like everybody else now. You're doing this, 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 blah, blah, blah. A lot of my ego is tied around a self-image with the people around me. All those things have held me back from having self-respect. As if self-respect was something that I had to work extremely difficult for so that other people could offer me it. 
Self-respect does not start with an outside offering. It begins and ends with your self-perception. Now, I started doing things tactically because they didn't fit my image. For example, I stood up more straight when I talked to people. A. B. When I had conversations with people, I looked them directly in the eyes. At first, I gave them a sympathetic look because it was weird to stare someone in the eyes without giving that look. It created awkwardness to just stare someone in the eyes. The dominance of just looking at somebody without feeling that I need to compensate for something. And what you'll find when you develop this this mastery of your self-confidence and your self-image, what you'll find is there's layer two of being dragged back down into it, which is that you realize how self-conscious everybody is so fast. And what you think before is that everybody's super confident and you're one of the few non-confident people. It's exactly what you think. And you spend your life trying to hide, well, I'm the non-confident one. I don't want people to know, right? It's like, it's like you're, you're the killer in the room and you're like, I don't, want anyone, I don't want anyone to know. I'm the one with confidence issues, right? I don't want anyone to know. And as soon as I faced those, did everything I can to get over those, it's as if the world flip-flopped. And I realized that 99% of people are self-conscious. And that is why I was trained when I looked in somebody's eyes to show submission. Because without showing submission to them, it would offend them. It would make them feel uncomfortable. They would feel less than. They needed me to show submission to them for them to feel great about their self-identity. You see? Self-projection. They needed the outside to verify. The most powerful thing that you could harness is your ability to identify with your ideal self without, oh God, such beautiful words, without the need for other people to give you that validation for that self-identity. Because let me tell you, What I learned in sales, what I learned in business, what I learned in human behavior is we're all animals and we do this thing called pinging. Pinging. That means I look you in the eyes and I say, are you okay? And you go, yeah. And then my brain, I go, he's okay. Right? Girls will do this to you. They won't use the same words. They'll use the same energy. They'll say, are those girl shoes you're wearing? And you'll say, yeah, they're girl shoes. Just like you. LOL. And they've said, oh, he's not self-conscious. Oh, he's not trying to create a perfect image in front of me. Or you'll say, fuck you, man. These are guys' shoes, you fucking bitch. Why are you trying to be mean to me? In which she will say, oh, he's self-conscious. Oh, he cares about his shoes that much. Wrong person to be talking to. Seems like a bad idea. This is called pinging. So this means, even down to the basics, of when you look an authority in the eye, the authority will say, and they will ping onto you, they will say, is this the person I'm in charge of? And pinging will start to become so subconscious that you will realize pinging is more than just saying, are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Okay, he's okay. Pinging is basic subcommunication. So when I walk into somewhere, I put my shoulders up. I look the person directly in the eyes. It takes about five to ten minutes for these weak motherfuckers 
who keep trying to check me into being submissive to them to realize that I am not a submissive person. A, I'm not submissive. B, I'm here to dominate you. C, you will kill me before that changes. And it is a practice in life to go do it over and over and over and over and until you identify even deeper with saying, I'm not going to be dominated by these people. I'm here to dominate. And I'm not going to stop until you kill me. I will die before I stop this. Now your little ego will say, your little ego, which a ton of you have, which is actually a massive ego that you pass off for spirituality, your massive fucking ego said, well, won't that cause problems? Shouldn't I play it completely safe? A man who is afraid to die will never be free. Your fear of dying, your fear of consequences stop you from being your whole self. Now, maybe there is a compromise in the world where, where maybe we, we should compromise and not be our entire selves at all times, contextually. But that comes at a price of being put in the box, held inside of the box, where you are below death. And if you are below death, you are below society, you are below the needs of others, the wants of others, the wishes of others, and the control of others. When you are below death, you are a slave. When you believe yourself to be a cog in the wheel, you are a cog in the wheel. This is why identity and self-perception is the most powerful tool that you could use. Listen, I started off with girls being like, you look like fucking shit. I fucking hate this about you. This you fucking short. I don't like your shoes. I don't fucking like the way your face looks. And I don't, I don't like fuck. And I'd be like, uh, uh, they don't like me. I need to look more like, I need to be more blah, blah, blah. It's such a waste of time. Because I was contemplating how much I needed to compensate to live up to this person. To the degree that my need to compensate to live up to this person was entirely a projection of myself and had little to nothing to do with anybody else. Nothing to do with anybody else. So when I decided, listen, I see myself as a person with self-respect... I see myself as a person with boundaries. That is when my life went downhill. Because I didn't come from a community of people with self-respect. I didn't come from a community of people with boundaries. My father figures were like this. Some of them were not like this. My friends were like this. Some of them were not like this. Especially, obviously, the females in my life. We kind of had a mix of this. But for the most part, I come from living in shelters. I come from living in the ghetto where we're told that if we get out, we're a piece of shit. All while we dream of getting out. My self-identity wasn't matched up with self-respect. It was matched up with I'll get what I can get. I will get what I can get. This is to say that you want to win the war, not the battles. You want to win the war, not the battles. And the battles are your interactions with other people. The war is with yourself. As soon as you begin self-respect, 
people will start to dislike you. They'll say, yeah, yeah, I don't want to go out on Thursday. Man, this guy's changed. If you think that's not enough for your closest friend to say that you've changed, you're retarded. Of course, it's, you know, the derogatory, not being derogatory towards, but you get what I'm saying, right? So this being said, create an identity of self just, just toy around with it. If you can spend all day feeling bad about yourself, you can spend five justified minutes feeling good about yourself, even if it's a lie. I think a lie of self-esteem for a moment is better than an eternity of low self-esteem. Identify with somebody who respects themselves. Identify with somebody that other people should respect. That's step one. Most of you will be done after that step and never do it again. Why? Because there's step two. The battles. There will be people out there who disrespect you. Your boss, your employer, your family, your friends. And I don't mean um, you asked them to pass assault and they didn't pass assault. Uh They disrespect. I mean, they will say, let's hang out Thursday from 11 to 2. And then Thursday comes, they won't respond to you. They ignore you for a week and the next week they'll say, sorry, I got busy. What are you doing today? That is disrespect. And anybody who doesn't think that's disrespect has no self-respect. For somebody to waste your time and then smile in your face like it doesn't matter is disrespectful. Now, when you identify with somebody with self-respect, you could easily do this. You could say, well, I don't want to lose that friendship. I don't want to look like a bad guy to everybody because then I'd have to push everybody out because at least, at least everybody blows me off at least once, right? What are you doing? You're trying to make a compensation between you and the world of your lack of self-respect. So you're going to change that. And for now on, when somebody wastes your time, etc., 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 when somebody talks to you the way you don't want to be talked, when somebody touches you and you don't want to be touched, that was a big thing for me too. Just somebody walking up to you and, and even patting you on the back. Whoa, man, don't, don't stand that close to me and touch me. Then they laugh. ha. <laughs> Not because they think you're joking, but because they're trying to uh, make you think that you're submissive by laughing back at a joke that isn't a joke. No, man. I'm serious. Don't stand that close next to me. Don't touch me. Damn, man. What's your problem? Don't stand that close next to me. And people will begin to think, this person, etc., etc., And the world creates this archetype of where this is a pompous, evil, disrespectful, demon person. The irony is it's ass backwards. And most stories are created by fucking losers who need to project a reality they already believe in. The older I get, the more that I realize that people like me who chase not money, but the concept of Resources more than just cash or whatever the fuck is in between. These people usually have extreme boundaries and these people end up being hated because their community did not want to come together and decide, listen, we're going to have boundaries and respect for each other now. They didn't want to come together and do that. So then you leave the community and you're now, quote unquote, you think you're above everybody. Gaslighting, basic gaslighting. The reason that I can speak on these experiences is because I have communication with dysfunctional people. In the words of Stephen Molyneux, you don't want to help dysfunctional people and you don't want to be friends with dysfunctional people because having relationships with dysfunctional people teaches you how to be dysfunctional. 
your relationship with your parents is dysfunctional. I, I don't know anybody, anybody's whose isn't. This is why you don't live with your parents for your entire life. For example, it's a dysfunctional relationship. If you were getting gaslighted by your parents as a kid, well then, you were taught to be somebody who's prepared for gaslighting and part of that is going to be you unconsciously knowing how to gaslight 24-7. You had to protect yourself as a kid, now that's a part of who you are as an adult. How do you let go of those? You cut the fuck off the relationships where you had to do that. And you continue to build a better version of you. Now, if you think you're going to get through anything in life successfully without self-respect, you're insane. What you want. In the, in the end of the whole game, when you have a billion dollars and a billion women or a billion houses, or, the last thing that you're going to realize is most important was that self-respect. And it's amazing how long it takes me and, you know, us as a species to integrate that that is what we want. We want self-respect. And the irony is that everything else that we get and put in the way of our self-respect is something that we would most likely earn if we had that respect. If I offer you a million dollars and I can look in your eyes and I can tell you're fucking afraid and you don't want to do it, I'm, I take it back. If I look you in the eyes, I have no idea who you are. You could be a fucking homeless person on the street. And you say, dude, I could, you have no idea how easily I can manage that million. I'm going to be more intrigued and give that money to you. So listen, I have gained several opportunities in my life and self-sabotaged plenty of them. Plenty of them. Because I worked on my skills, and then when I got the job that the skill met, I had lost my self-respect in pursuit of those skills so deeply that I didn't identify with being able to take the job that I worked for. It just it held me back. I didn't identify with the person who could go find this awesome job, keep it, and I identified with the struggling person who had to sacrifice their morality and sacrifice their self-respect to gain skills so that they could barely survive. That identity is played out. That identity is not helpful. That identity won't help you sleeping in a car, and that identity won't help you sleeping in a mansion. So again, what we all aim for is self-respect, and everything else is kind of meaning towards that. I believe self-respect to be the energy that comes from having plentiful resources, and knowing that you don't have to sacrifice anything to get them back or keep them. And knowing that even if you did, you would give that up because you don't care. Because you have you and you will fucking figure it out. This identity that I feel so comfortable in, I'm not kidding, took years to just feel that way versus think. I thought these things before. I never felt this way before. But the more I practice, the more I go into the world and I say, this person isn't going to do anything to me. This person is going to fire me or yell at me or this person isn't going to fucking take my money from me this person isn't gonna, I'm me I don't need your advice who the fuck are you I'm me I don't need the no I'm me too many people are afraid to do that because it would seem disrespectful it would, the irony is only a person with self-respect would create boundaries and only a person with no self-respect would blame you for having them so that being said, 
this like any other concept in life is, is one to balance out. There will be people out there who create unrealistic self-boundaries, including the people who don't show up for your meeting and then tell you, I had something more important to do. Don't tread over me. These are my boundaries. You can't yell at, you can't yell at me. Ha, I got you. I didn't show up for the meeting, but I had boundaries. It's like, it's, it's not moral fucking rock, paper, scissors, guys. It's not moral rock, paper, scissors. Stick to your fucking values and call people out who don't or you will create relationships with low-respect people who are dysfunctional who will then teach you to be low self-respect and dysfunctional in order to survive and interact with them. What are we going to do from here that's practical? I want you to go out, stand with your shoulders straight. I'm going to ask... What you, I want you to ask more from life. And life will look at you and say, this motherfucker, who do you think you are that you deserve this? People will say it to you. Nature will say it to you. God will say it to you. God will slow down your goals in life. God will take your goal of chasing that cash in life and he will ruin your business twice a year. Again, everything in the world tests you and then when it sees that you are more committed women work parallel to nature when nature and women see that you are committed they will choose you when they they will test you and they will test your mind your spirit and your body and if you pass those tests and instead of chasing after the things you are the thing of which things chase you'll do great I would love to have old videos of me being a self-conscious little kid. I would love to have those videos of me growing up, you know, from from my teens to now and showing you the process that I had to go through. A, how it wasn't easy. B, how it took self-confidence and that's it. You don't need advice from me. You don't need my advice. My advice is complimentary to yours. That's the reason you get it. It's complimentary. It's interesting. Your advice should be to have self-respect for yourself at all times. That is the only advice that you need. In a, in a world of social beings, the ultimate currency is self-respect and leadership. Now, I can already hear in the back of my head because my ego is still there a little. And I love it because I can, I can bring these forward for you guys. Can't tell you how many people I can think of who would do nothing but shit on me for this. And again, there's my ego more intact. In the future, I, don't even, I, will, I will have that so suppressed, I won't even remember that, that that was a possibility. However, I want you to see that you and I share the same issues. Same insecurities, same problems that come up over and over and over. We're both human, we both have similar issues, and we can solve those issues similarly. There are places in life you will go where you really are just lost. And there is no hope and nobody has it. And those are dismal places in life. And we have to live through those. However, what I can offer is the release from that suffering of feeling there is no roadmap. You have no... Really what it is is your brain has no dopamine because you have no direction. So what I attempt to do is to take what everybody has, take their directions in life, put them together... And make that beneficial to them to where they have a goal that they respect themselves for and live functionally. You have a goal. 
that you respect yourself for and live functionally. And if you're not already there, I'm telling you what it's going to take. It is going to take the universe testing you, not so that you can get there, but so you can reshape who you are so that when you get there, you are accepting. Again, I can't tell you how many jobs I got that I really wanted, and I got them, and I could not find it in me to do any of the work. And I either quit, got fired, parted ways, whatever. And I I just didn't know why I couldn't do the work. I just did not know why. And it's because I did not identify as that successful person in the job. Even if you you get so down on life, you say, listen, nothing is logical anymore. I'm just going to pretend I'm successful. You would probably get more opportunities there than you would doing anything for it. Your self-identity will always hold back your actions. So work on that self-identity. Those actions help that self-identity too, right? It's, a, it's not a completely closed system. And when you develop this self-respect, self-awareness, go out into the world, do what you feel you need to do and project that out there. And I don't mean uh, project doesn't mean you are below me. No, it means I have self-respect. Nice to meet you guys. How you guys doing? I'm me. You're you. And half the people are going to look at you like, who the fuck is this guy? Those are the people that are self-conscious. Those are the people that are, they're not opening up to you because they feel that they have a social advantage by looking down to you that they would lose. They're not self-confident. They're group confident. They're confident in their tribe and not in themselves. They have no self-identity and no self-respect. There's other third of people, which to be fair, will look at you weird because maybe you're weird. We gotta be fair, right? Maybe you are weird. Maybe maybe something you do is strange. Maybe something you do is a little bit offsetting. There are those people. You know, take accountability for that. And then move on, whatever. And then there's a third of people who you're gonna be a fucking light to their life. Your openness and ability to do yourself is going to be a light to their life. You're going to be a, a, a shining candle in a dark room to those people. And you have no idea how much those people need you. And maybe need is putting too much responsibility, but you have no idea how much suffering you could relieve in these people's lives. Just by having self... It, it, it's not by offering self-respect... It's by having it. You can't give away what you don't have. People will learn self-respect by being around you if you have self-respect. They don't even need your advice. People will have more beliefs in themselves, more belief in themselves from being around you than they would for paying for a therapist or a shrink or whatever, whatever. Because children do what their parents do, not what their parents say. So why would fucking therapy be any different? Think about that stupid ass shit. Behavioral, be, cognitive behavioral therapy and exposure therapy mixed with a leader and a counselor who's been through that therapy already is the only actual form of real therapy that changes you at an identity level. Talking things out does not change you at an identity level. I do this all the time. It's a waste of... Uh, it's not a waste. It's interesting. It's fun, right? Talking things out does not change you at an identity level. You would have more confidence from being around me 
and a crowd of people than you would going to therapy eight times a week. Because you will learn the way, you will see the way as possible, you will see yourself in me, and you will identify with the way. You'll identify with the way. So have self-respect, project that into the world. I can briefly remember how afraid I was of that. So I'm sure it's scaring the living shit out of you what that looks like for your parents to stop talking to you because you have boundaries or your friends to say that you've changed because you, you have boundaries and you're not going to hang out with people who blow you off or some shit like that or people who don't respect your time or people who don't share your values. Project that into the world and the irony of this all is life will get easier for you. It will get significantly harder at first. However, you've kept yourself around a dysfunctional society and become functional. You will be chastised. But that is worth you regaining a new community of people who have self-respect. And your life will slowly become a community. It might, I, I'm serious with you. It might take a year, two fucking years. Are you dedicated to that two years? If I told you, you just keep your head down, shut the fuck up, stay focused on this for two years, and in two years, you would have a deep self-respect, and you would offer that deep self-respect to the people around you. They would be accepting of it, and self-respect would be a community that, that you created wherever you went. You never had to worry about looking at yourself like... um. I should have no respect, uh, blah, blah, all these people should, or Senex sends other people. If I told you you could have peaceful self-respect, and that would take two years of programming yourself to have it, would you do it? Most people want to be entrepreneurs, most people want to be successful in their careers, most people, but they don't want to do what it takes to make themselves into that person. If I told you that most people fail this because they can't make themselves into the person they need to be to finish their goals. And I told you that there is a way that you could become the person you need to be to get what you want in life, follow through with your goals, to do what's right, to follow what is right in life. Would you do that? Would you commit to two years? If you won't commit to two years, you haven't had enough pain yet. And I don't need any more excuses or reasons why you wouldn't. You haven't been through enough pain. When you lose your job, when you lose your money, when you lose, lose your wife, when you lose your kids and your house, because you have no self-respect, thus nobody respects you, thus things always find a way to push you away. When you lose everything, that will be the moment in life that you won't rely on inspiration or inspirational YouTube videos or secondhand advice or you won't rely on that. You will be in so much pain that your exact way of dealing with it will be to have the fucking energy to stop doing the stupid shit that causes that pain. You've got your hand on the stove, but you haven't felt the heat yet. But sooner or later, you're going to feel the heat. And it's going to fucking burn. And you've, when you've went through that much pain, which isn't intellectualized, but felt and acted upon. This will come so easy that you will realize there's no point of secondhand advice or teachers. 
the closest thing that a teacher or secondhand advice could help you with is this right here, right now. Go have self-respect. Go out in the world, stand up straight. Look people in the eyes. You'll start to notice little things like um, how people deal with confrontation. You'll start to notice things like mm, people can't look you in the eyes very long. You'll start to notice things like um, most of the animals and people on earth can't look people in their eyes very long without looking away, flinching, trying to make light of the situation because it's awkward to look into someone's eyes because you feel, you subconsciously really feel like it's a power struggle. That somebody is stealing your self-respect. That somebody is putting you in a box of submission or dominant. And let me tell you, the irony is the most dominant people that I've ever met Maybe there's some deeper science behind this, but they don't seem to take on submissive dominant roles with each other. Even in corporate, it's kind of strange. It's like their position is so... They have so much respect for each other. They just have so much respect for each other that they couldn't possibly see their relationship in a submissive versus dominant fashion. Because they have so much respect for each other. That all they do is... I just want to respect you more. I just really appreciate you. And I'm not going to... I'm here to tell you to do this. This is our jobs. However, I have such deep respect for you that it will feel like we are each other's partners in this mission versus I'm your boss and etc, etc. A lot of the power dynamics and negativity in life start to just strip away when you have self-respect. And you slowly learn that after self-respect... After you have that, there's going to be a hole in your stomach because you've been chasing it your whole life. And when that hole's gone, however old you are, when you get rid of that, or, or when you are aware of that hole, you will realize, holy shit, I'm going to focus on the self-respect and self-values the rest of my life because they don't leave me with a hole. They take longer to work on and they're more fruitful than anything else. Self-respect is more fruit. I believe this deeply. Because life is long-term, not in event. Life is a long-term thing. It is not in event. If your boss tells you, you look like a fucking bum today. I don't like your stupid fucking shoes. You need this fucking job. Don't talk back to me. And you have to go home to everybody who's at that house. And they need you and they rely on you. As a father, as a man, the most manliest thing that you could possibly do for your children is to come home and look your kids in the eyes and say you know what your daddy did today he looked his boss in the face and he said suck my fucking dick and walked out because no man or person on earth is going to disrespect you treat you like shit and degrade you because of their position yeah there's balance in life Yes, there are times, there are brief times that they may, that may change briefly in life. But I want you to know that I'm going to find another job. Because I'm a fucking man. And a man is a person who is not afraid of losing his options. And does not disrespect himself when he runs out of options. Respect is what will build this. And that respect will make people so attracted to you. In a long-term scheme, it'll make opportunities so drawn to you that you won't need very many opportunities 
When the only opportunities who come your way are the best in the world, you don't need a million of them. And when the only opportunities who come to you come to you knowing this person has self-respect, do not talk to them like shit. They will retaliate. Then they're not going to try it. So the big question is, would you rather lose everything if you're a person who's, who's in that place of that low state? Would you rather lose everything you have, all the friends you have? Would you rather realize most of your friends are using you? That most, most of you enjoy mutual illusions. That's why you're friends, right? I see this with people who are like, it's a mutual illusion. Oh, man, the boss is fucking us over, right? Yeah, he's fucking us over. Let's get it's a mutual illusion. You made a deal with the boss. You both don't want to keep up that deal. You both don't want to admit you're lazy. You don't want to admit to the responsibility of a deal that you both accepted. They're mutual illusions. When people say, all oh, rich people are shitty. You're right, and they want to hang out with you and talk about how terrible capitalism is. It's a mutual illusion. You guys are beating off together. You guys are sitting there and saying, isn't everything bad except for us? It's a mutual illusion. You will lose all of your mutual illusions which will make you more afraid because now you have to walk through the world looking at the truth instead of the false narrative that you and other people that are in a low state have created to coexist without feeling shameful for it. Are you willing to lose everything for the next two years to have respect for yourself? And that's really what this is about. It's really what the fucking game of life is. I've seen people with nothing pull girls because they're self-respect. So don't tell me you need fucking money to reproduce. Or No, money comes from people with self-respect. Money is attracted to people with self-respect. Women are attracted to people with self-respect. Jobs are attracted to people with self-respect. Cash is attracted to people with self-respect. Leadership positions, authority, and power are attracted to people with self-respect. So if you want to spend the rest of your life like a fucking moron, trading your self-respect for money, trading your self-respect for jobs, or trading your self-respect to be in a community of people who you are needy and want to be around, trading yourself for, if you want to go the rest of your life trading your self-respect to gain things, by the time you have gained those things, you will have such little self-fucking respect that when you get them, you will self-sabotage and push all of them away because you do not resonate with having them. Lose everything for the next two years. Everything. The only relationships I want you to keep are the ones where you call someone out and say, you're a bullshitter and you've been doing this, and they say, you know what, you're right, and I'm sick of doing that, I'm tired of doing that to you, I'm tired of doing that to myself, and not being accountable for myself and the people around me. I'm going to stop that now. I apologize. You're right. Every now and again, you'll find someone like that, and it'll shock you. You won't even know what to say back. Because of how little of people are truly self-responsible. I want you to lose every relationship where when you hold someone accountable, they get upset with you. Any of them. When you hold someone accountable, when they get upset with you, lose that relationship. Gone. Don't want it back. Find a way. Get more relationships. Don't think about it. If you feel bad, that's because your low self-esteem thinks that that shitty relationship is beneficial for you and you don't want to lose it. That's your, that's your pussy-ass ego self-esteem telling you to cling on to strong people because you're weak and needy. You think it's you being moral. That's because it's easier to believe it's moral than to accept that you're a fucking pussy. 
It's easier to believe in morality than to accept you are a pussy. There's a great thing, though. You can stop being a pussy. It's a great thing about it. Have self-respect. Go into the world. Project that self-respect. You will lose so many relationships. Don't cling on to them. The sooner they're gone, the better. You'll see what I mean when you have better relationships. Push those the fuck out. Deal with the pain of spending two years going, is this going to work? Does this guy know what the fuck he's talking about? Are you sure this is how? Deal with all of the... Deal with your mind trying to convince you that what I'm saying isn't common fucking sense. So you can spend a few more years being a little bitch in a situation that you don't want at all. Or take the second round. Self-respect. Push it out there. Lose the relationships you need to lose. Gain the self-respect and relationships you need. And work that way for the rest of your life. It may not work for the next month, the next year, the next two years. It will work. I have seen zero people in my life who don't have self-respect in a position of powerful authority. Or with in a position of abundant resources. I haven't seen it. You haven't either. And then the...